BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. And you are listening to The Vault by Access Hollywood. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Today is one of my heroes, actually. Uh, I love her. Like, she is just not only one of the greatest athletes of all time, she is, of course, a all-star tennis player, 23 Grand Slam singles titles, mm. uh, the most by any player in open history. She's been ranked number one in the world eight times. Could you imagine being ranked number one in anything? Right. Once, Once, let alone eight eight times. times. No, I can't. That's not my reality. It's just not my, but it it is Serena Williams' reality for Mm -hmm. sure. Do you have an experience, a interaction that sticks out? Enough, I've not had the privilege of interviewing her in person, you know, but I've always admired her. She and her sister Venus were the reason that I started tennis lessons when I was a young girl, you know, growing up as a young black girl in the 90s, uh, the early to mid 90s, especially Serena and Venus were these new kids on the block. And everybody Mm -hmm. was like, wait, what? So I signed up for tennis the day of my first tennis match. I was like, okay, I can do this. It's going to be great. But I was super shy growing up. So I got my racket and I walked up to the court and I literally, it was time to start the first match of my tennis career. Mm -hmm. It was time to unleash my inner Serena. Yeah. And I pulled up my racket and the girl across the net was staring me in the eyes and I was staring her back. And then I started crying. I started crying and I said, I can't do this. Everybody stand down, abort mission. I don't want to play this. And then I left. Panicked? You panicked? Park. I just exited the seat. I got (laughs) stage fright. I freaked out. So I left and my mom was like, we have paid so much money for these tennis lessons. You get back on that court. I was like, I can't do it. So that's as close as I ever got to my Serena moment. Thank you for (laughs) inspiring So what you're saying is you're triggered. You're triggered this episode. This episode 
is a trigger moment for me. Um, <laughs> Who knew? That with my therapist. <laughs> Who but, yeah. knew? So to this day, I have never played a tennis match in my life, even though I had a whole ass <laughs> year of lessons. <laughs> because I got performance anxiety. I was scared. I was a child. <laughs> no, well, we're gonna this summer. We're gonna change that. We're, we're gonna, gonna work on it. We're gonna, we're gonna get you on it. a court, and we're gonna get we're gonna get a crowd, and we're gonna get you <laughs> a moment back. We're gonna get you to just to, make sure you pay them to cheer, please, because if they don't cheer, I don't want them there. I will. We'll, <laughs> Not we'll, for this. We'll pay them with uh, free soft drinks or something. Free soft. Yeah, we'll wow. make it happen. No one will come. Awesome. Have you ever encountered and or interviewed Serena? I have. I have. I actually got invited to. It was like a karaoke situation. And she's like, Bon Jovi. I'm a Bon Jovi sitch mm-hmm. or I'm a Journey sitch. Mm-hmm. And then I started singing, Just a Small Town Girl. And she finished the song. I was like, Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, like, this is like, this is, this is the vibe. She's always been incredibly generous, incredibly open, considering how much heat she gets for just trying to be not trying for just being a fierce female in her sport right mm-hmm. just moving through the space it was, it was funny like she was criticized if she did or if she didn't right like she's yep. one of those That's she's exactly. one of those athletes it's like remember being on a job and they were like you well you know she's uh, uh serena williams she's controversial and i was like controversial what controversial about Serena Williams. What is and controversial about? With the utmost respect and like not understanding. Help this me. Is, okay, this is going to be a whole different <laughs> said, uh, bonus episode uh-oh. of The Vault by Access Hollywood because, and I will just say it plainly, as a Black woman, I, there are so many stereotypes and microaggressions that surround us in the workplace, no matter what our workplace looks like, whether it's an office or a court, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she gets as worked up and passionate as any grown man, particularly any grown white man, and in many cases, white women on the court, it becomes something different. Oh, mm-hmm. she's difficult. Oh, the refs hate her. Oh, she's she's a, a baby or she's a spoiled brat or whatever. Why are some athletes allowed to show that passion? Mm-hmm. And it's just, they love the game. They're- Left it all on the court. They left it all on the court. And then in cases like Serena's very often, and we've seen this even in, in the publishing of caricatures, right? About- yeah about her performance and her behavior on the court and the exaggeration of features is a Mm -hmm. part of a character. And what is exaggerated says a lot about the the subliminal messaging. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and the ideas that you might not vocalize, but certainly reveal through your work. Mm -hmm. And so it really frustrates me when I see people like Serena and other women of color, particularly black women of color, um, being persecuted and picked apart. We have to behave. We could talk about Naomi Osaki. I'm getting on a tangent right now, but Naomi prioritizing her mental, mental health, health right now mm-hmm. and, and people looking at her like, uh-uh, that's not your job. Your, your job is to do whatever you do on the court for our entertainment. Right. And, and you, a lot of double standards. Yeah. So what I, I just, just remember like to say is everybody chill out. Chill out. Do you remember when she wore the the cat suit? Was it the French Open? 
when I don't um, know Serena which event? Serena wore the cat suit. Yeah, it was a French Open, and it was banned. And then later we found out that she was wearing it not for fashion, but because she has blood clots, mm. and it was to help with the compression and th- and things yeah. like that. Uh, that was the the narrative, and it was just like how quickly it was like well, it it took from the attention of the game, and it became about her outfit as and as opposed to the sport. Right. And it was like, I just it, agree, I agree. It just some it just seems like a whole lot, which is one of the reasons why in instead of dwelling on the negative we are opening up the access vault and digging into some of the best moments with one of the best people yeah. out there that's right that's right she is the goat and starting things off today we're going to throw it back to 2002 so this was at a point in serena's career where she was at the top of her game mm-hmm. literally just days before this interview clip you're about to hear serena won the wimbledon championship for the first time in her career defeating her sister venus to win a grand slam singles title also let's not sleep on the fact that the two women competing were the williams sisters so no matter <laughs> who took it it was Olivia Williams, all right? We won. <laughs> we won. This victory earned Serena uh, the world number one ranking for the very first time. And Access caught up with her in a limo headed to the ESPY Awards. Come on. Yo, know, the cars we would be in. The rides. The rides. The rides. And what's that doing from? Not the where. <laughs> um, we asked her about what it was like to win against her sister, and this is what she had to say. Well, right now, it's just I'm doing so much in my life right now. I'm here in L.A. and Hollywood at the ESPYs, and I've just won Wimbledon. I just became number one. It's just so much going on. It's, I don't even think I've had, because I haven't had time to stop. I've been going and going and going and going. I just don't really think that it's settled in for me right now that I've reached the apex of my sport because I, I just not, I don't know I don't want to be satisfied with that I want to keep going I keep want to keep reaching new goals and just getting better and just keep having fun with everything so I don't know if it's really settled in with me yet but you know I just take it and strive I'm still young um tell me about your sister what was that like after you guys finished the match you know you go back to the dressing room the two of you together what does she say to you? What do you say to her? Do you say sorry? Does she say no, I'm happy for Venus you? Venus is a great champion, a very, and she's that's probably why she does so well. She's just so gracious and so humble and just just a unique person. And uh, she's very happy for me and whatever I do. And and honestly, I'm very happy for her, really, because we're we're a loving family. We love each other with all our hearts, and it's it's just the way we are. It's different, and it doesn't sound normal, but. She was really happy for me. I'm sure maybe she wanted to win too. She was there, maybe a little disappointed, but in the end, you have to be happy. You can't, you know, hold a bitterness. Was there any guilt at all? I mean, when you, be, um, you know, I mean, obviously there's adulation, yeah. but also she's your sister. You're like she's my older sister. She's always done things for me. She's always taken care of me. So it's it's a little and in, in the you know, I just you just have to play tennis. It just comes with the life. I can see why it's a little difficult because. You know, I live with her, just my own blood and flesh, and it's just, it's, it's, it's really amazing how we were able to do it, and sometimes I, I don't understand how I'm able to do it, but it, I just, when it gets to that moment, there's so much adrenaline going on, there's so much adrenaline rush in your body, and you just get so excited to have a chance to win Wimbledon or the French Open or the U.S. Open, and you just don't want to give up that chance to anyone, whether it's your sister or anyone else, and I think once that big moment really hits, you just, you know, take it all in stride and you just calm down. 
Because you said you, I ain't giving it up to anyone. Listen, I love you, girl. Mean it. This is Wimbledon, baby. Hey, mine. This this one here going to be mine. You you got one. I'm going to get one, too. You got next. You got next. No, but I do, in all seriousness, love them and their dynamic because that's a hard thing Mm -hmm. to not just go up against one another, but also navigate the space in the aftermath, no matter what one of y'all is going to have to process some difficult emotions right now. Probably both because you love and care about your sister. She even said in the clip, you know, that Serena and Venus were living together at the time. So you might win Wimbledon, but we in the same Uber home, sis. (laughs) (laughs) Quite literally. I don't care. I don't care who win. Uh, I'm not riding home in an Uber. We're going we to be, we be in somebody's limo. And if we you win, I'm going to be in your limo along with Access Hollywood. That's all you exactly. need to know. Exactly. EU and Access. Exactly. What's that the deal? Can you, just, cool. can you imagine what it must be like to be approaching mm-hmm. your legacy, right? Can, mm. Do you think that, because you can tell that she has an idea that she is good excellent mm-hmm. at this sport you can tell that she she understands she knows this game and is anticipating more right to come her way but do you think she had any idea that she would go on to be the goat when it mm-hmm. comes to the sport when it comes to athleticism um you know what i don't know i'm i'm split on that one because the part of me says no right it, it's just so specific and epic mm-hmm. and continuous who could imagine that but what can often be said for the goat of any sport of any industry is they do see that for themselves Kinda, they, do, right? they have a very unique ability to specifically visualize not just success, because more often than not, in my my understanding and, and learning, is that it's not really the success, the accolades, the clapping, the attention, or the fame that they're visualizing. Mm-hmm. It's the mastery of a craft. And it is inevitable that the, the riches and the rewards of that come. So mm-hmm. do I think she imagined all of the accolades, the global fame, the, the however many times she's being acknowledged in the way that she was? Maybe not, but I 100% think that she saw and, and felt in her bones what it would be like to conquer at Wimbledon, right. to, to be the greatest of all time. I don't know about the specifics of, you know, what that what- feels like in the day to day. Right, but that the, the dream for her was something she was yeah. dreaming. That that was yeah. it was no, it was not a surprise. I don't she think it was a surprise to Serena. It it kind of it reminds me of a conversation I had with Tiffany Haddish at her bat mitzvah, and I was saying to her, "Could you have ever imagined that this would be your life? Right, you're you are rich, <laughs> you are black, you are living your dream with multiple TV shows, multiple movies, the, some of the biggest stars asking you to be a part of their projects, people greenlighting your projects just because your name is on it. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like, no, nah, hell no, nah. I, I could have never. Actually, yes, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was the dream of this, it was the visualization of this life that got me through the nights where I was sleeping in my car. That's exactly it. She was like, otherwise I wouldn't have something else had to had had to be something else. Mm -hmm. And I was not going to stop working until we got it. So, yeah, yeah. 
I love it. Feel goods, feel goods. Y'all, we got so many more clips. We want to talk about them all. But first, I think we should take a little break, just a little breather. Okay. I'm going to go practice my swing. Yeah, you do. I'll be back in a minute. Okay, so uh, moving forward in today's episode, I want to talk about the philanthropic side of Serena. She has always been one who has prioritized opportunities to give back, to stay connected to not only her own community, right, but also communities in need around the world. She's a UNICEF ambassador and works with them to provide education to kids who find themselves in situations that are not necessarily good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, be it poverty, be it uh, lack of education, be it hunger, whatever those situations might be. She's also the founder of the Serena Williams Foundation, which donates to educational organizations, social welfare, and community development. She is one of those people who's like, who else, who, how else can I help? What else can mm-hmm. I do? And these are just the things that we know about. What I also know about her and also her husband, Alexis Ohanian, is that they are the kind of givers that give anonymously, they give frequently to areas they feel like and in spaces they feel like can have the best and biggest impact. So in 2004, Access sat down with Serena and Venus to ask them about some of their most recent charity endeavors, the Williams Sisters Tour in particular, and the Ronald McDonald House. Listen to what they had to say. And what happens is that there's so many people who lend their name, so many people who get so involved. And Serena and I have been involved every year. And so now we're doing the Williams Sisters tour this year. And we're going to do it in Chicago, Atlanta, and Detroit. And these cities we never get to play in because there's no tournament in like Atlanta or Chicago or Detroit. And so also we play there a portion of our proceeds that we're doing for the tour is also going to go to the ronald mcdonald's house charity so we're really excited about yes a portion from the from the clinics and we're going to do clinics for kids in conjunction with ronald mcdonald's house charities and world children's day so it's really going to be something special something we haven't done before and we hope to add to it even next year and just always be involved with our lives now um the psa that you shot today Mm -hmm. uh involves something that you do really well playing synthetic (laughs) you feel like, you know, when you're kind of just going back and forth to just like start a game and get competitive with each other? No, I was, we're a little tired. Really... Actually, yeah, it might be even a little bit harder because, you know, they're asking you to hit the ball right at the camera. And she's serving really hard, so I'm begging her to hit it, the, serve the ball softer. Because I'm like, you're hitting them way too hard. I, I know, and I'm like, I don't really know how to hit it soft, so that's the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't, that's I don't know my favorite great. line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to hit it soft, okay? <laughs> I, I only challenge. hit it great. I don't know how to, right. I don't do I don't, mediocre. I don't, I don't know how to do what you're asking of me because it's less than what I'm capable of. It's cool. It's cool to hear. One, it sounds like they were on a plane. Is this a different right. kind of Very, ride along? A lot of activity. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, it is cool because we've talked about this kind of with the Kardashians, mm-hmm. right? The idea that they can be with their family right? That they can go through this with their family, that, that there's someone who knows them better than anybody else that can experience this with them. And they have that mm-hmm. in Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. And it's such an isolating world. One, one would imagine, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to be a part of a sport or an industry. It's another thing to be in the very upper echelons of it, the isolation, you know, the stress, the pressures, So to have someone who gets it going through it with you and your sister, no less, um, I can imagine would be something that's really important and really special. And just to to circle back around to your point, 
is something that obviously we know the Kardashians because they've been so public with that mm-hmm. um, can enjoy is other people who get it, who are blood. And so it's cool to see that Serena and Venus had that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All along, all along. All along. To close out today's episode, you guys. No. It's happening, Scott. No. It's going to be worth it. You're going to want to hear this clip. We are fast forwarding to 2019. Are we going Uh, all the way to 2019? This was like yesterday. Okay. Honestly, it wasn't. It was the before times. Before the pandemic felt like Right. (laughs) Right. But technically... Uh, uh. It was the year before the pandemic. <laughs> so in dog years, that's like 175,000. As much. we all know, Serena um, is a massive star, right? In her own right. She's had multiple championships, multiple number one titles, acting, fashion, brand endorsements. She's done it all. And she's always working. She hasn't stopped working, to be quite frank, since the mid-90s. Um, and also just to set the stage a little bit for this one, on a personal note, she got engaged on December 29th, back in 2016, to Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian, and he and Serena welcomed their daughter, Alexis Olympia, on September 1st, 2017. So they were in love. They put they the baby girl out, you hear me? Hey. The cutest little thing. Oh my gosh. This she one, is I can't cute. wait to see. The, the champion she becomes. I don't know in I'm, what, but with that champion mindset, ooh. I'm just, what if it's going to be like chess? Something crazy, right? The queen's gambit reloaded. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if it's like, what's, yeah, yeah, nah, I know. I know my mom was like this super physical person, but like, I'm right, gonna, I'm trying to hear all that. Checkmate. I'm going to think my way through this king, yeah. queen pawn situation. Dink. Whatever that little <laughs> check thing. Dink. Your turn. Can't wait. Alexis, you got this girl. Um, but <laughs> she, honestly, she's probably like, she would be about four years old. Now, 14. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Gotcha. 14. 14. 17. Um, they got married just two months after they had Alexis in a lavish ceremony in Florida. So back in 2019, we caught up with Serena to talk about another one of her new ventures, jewelry. Now, during the interview, she told us that she hopes that women gift themselves the items. And this was pretty inspiring. I love this perspective. Listen to what she had to say. You know, it's so important to, for me, for women to gift themselves, because actually that's one thing I don't do. I never take out the time and just say, I'm gonna do this for myself because you know what? I deserve it. I've worked hard my whole life um, and I deserve to treat myself. So. I've never really done that throughout, literally, if you can imagine, like I'm always so focused in my career, you know, I never take out that time. So I really wanted to do that, not only for myself, but also tell other women, like, gift yourself or be kind to yourself, you deserve it. It's yeah. a really important message. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it doesn't shock me though, because I feel like you're so, like, such a hard worker and so you have so many things going on and I feel like we, to women like that, we tend to, you know, forget about ourselves. Um, yes, we do. I know I do. And if I do, I'm thinking, I'm sure other women who are doing far more than I'm doing tend to forget about themselves. And so we've got to remember ourselves. Absolutely. And it's like love yourself, you know, mm-hmm. but it's easier said than done. And I'm still working on it myself. I'm, I still have yet to get a pedicure in like months. I'm just like, because <laughs> I'm so busy. And like, those are the little things that we have to do to take care of ourselves. I know, and, like, it's so hard. It, especially so when you have a kid, it just gets a little harder, so. 
You know, my biggest takeaway from that is Serena and I do have more in common than I realized. <laughs> I have not won a Grand Slam championship, but I have not gotten a pedicure in months. <laughs> and my toes have plenty to show for it. So same. You're just twins. You're twins. We are the same person. Same person. We are it, the wait, same person. Serena? Serena, are you are you co-hosting the 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 vault with me? Maybe I don't want to talk about it and no autographs. Hold on, I think this is Venus on the other line. <laughs> Serena Williams, mm. we love her. Gotta love She's her. She's great. Yep. She's yep, incredible. Yep, yep. And I think that even if we're nearing the point where Serena is no longer competing. Mm -hmm. in the sport i think that she's going to continue to be a voice for yeah. those who are and no so doubt. uh I, I i just i'm excited to see what the next chapter holds for her i'm excited to see her Same. family grow up her family uh grow um it's just a, a really a really cool experience to yeah. see her so um thank y'all for joining thank us you. this time on the vault uh, by Access Hollywood. Subscribe to the show now. Just do it right now. Click, mm -hmm. Scroll up. You can do it right now. But subscribe. You want to hit the subscribe up. button. Or the thumbs up. You know, get more like this in your... In oh, your yeah. uh, Leave a five-star review while you're there. I mean, <gasps> five seconds. Easy peasy. Five stars, five seconds. There you go. Yeah. We'll see you next time. I'm Scott Evans. I'm very Serena Williams. <laughs> the Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall. Produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share. <laughs> <laughs>